Welcome to another episode of Now Hear Me Out. I'm Harry Berholtz, and I'm here with my dad. Randy Berholtz. And we are so excited because we have an amazing guest for you today. Dad, I'll let you do the intros. And this is Ruth Weiss. And Ruth is the vice president uh, and the San Diego area coordinator for the Election Integrity Project California. And Ruth is a, is a longtime advocate of, of ensuring that the elections in California, both at the state level and the federal level and the local level, are actually done fairly. And so Ruth has extensive experience uh, with, with Election Integrity Project California. And, and full disclosure, I'm actually one of their outside counsel. And so Ruth and I and also Linda Payne, who, who I guess is the president of, of the organization, uh, okay. have been doing this a while now, I guess since, what, 2012? Is that right? Actually, uh, we incorporated at the end of 2010, okay. so we started working full bore in 2011. 2012 was the first election that we got involved in. Okay. And one of the things we're just going to talk about here, why did we bring Ruth on? Why are we talking about uh, integrity in elections? One of the things we're we're just interested here is is as you know we are a bipartisan group and what we're and and, and this is actually one of the best topics uh, to talk about from a bipartisan standpoint in that in our opinion everybody needs to talk about uh, election integrity uh, because uh, uh, our our system is is all based on elections at the local level at the county level at the state level and at the federal level and if you don't have free and fair elections what do you have in this process? China. So, no. <laughs> well, you sort of do do have China. What you have is more of a communist type country where where uh, where ballots are put in front of you already marked, and you just mark your name or or your X or your stamp, and then all of a sudden somebody some candidate wins ninety one point five percent of the vote, uh, and that's happened in China. It's happened in Russia. It's happened in Venezuela. It's happened in, in a lot of the uh, communist Chinese countries, but. Ruth, so uh, so welcome here, uh, um, longtime friend of mine, and uh, Ruth. Why don't you maybe tell us a little bit about your background first, and then maybe a bit about the Election Integrity Project? We we know that it's it's not just California; well, it's, it's actually it, in a bunch yeah, of states it's, now it's too. It's out of Washington, primarily, right? Yeah. Or that's where the headquarters is. No, no, now? headquarters is yeah. is uh, California. Oh wow! Okay, okay. So that's what I was yeah, yeah. getting that earlier. I wasn't okay. sure because it looks like there's multiple different um, branches in different states. Right, right. right. Okay. Yeah. Well, my my own personal background is I was a high school teacher of English and Spanish for 34 years. And so I really enjoyed that experience. But when that was over, <clears throat> I was looking for a way to make a difference. And I was very fortunate that one of the very first conventions that Election Integrity Project held was in my home uh, city of San Diego. And so I was told about it by uh, someone that I knew who happened to be one of the co-founders. And so I attended it and I was very impressed with 
what they were trying to do. And uh, I think it's important to, to know that from the very beginning and all the way up to now, we have been very, very dedicated to being completely nonpartisan. This isn't about who wins and who loses. It's about who wins fairly and who yeah. loses fairly. And there's a very big difference there. So we, we take no partisan stance. We don't do anything to help any particular candidates. We just simply want the election results to be something that the people can feel that, okay, this was fair. Because when they feel that they've been cheated out of a win, mm-hmm. Then you get civil unrest and oh, yeah. you get the kind of dynamics you're seeing today in politics in, in, in the, people in the country. People asking recounts. And, <clears throat> yeah. Well, not only that, but, you know, you get two years of people trying to overthrow an election because they don't believe it was was okay. I mean, that started way back in 2000 with George Bush. And wow. it, it just hasn't changed that whoever wins and whoever loses, there's always this sense of it wasn't fair. Yeah. And we want to at least what we started out saying, you know, we want to make sure that California gets back on track. And our founders, of which I was not one, <laughs> but our founders had began begun to, to wonder what was going on. It just didn't seem right. So they, they really took a deep dive. And in each of these women, there were five women, and each of them was independent. She, they didn't know each other. They were all oh, over wow. the state. And individually, they went in and, and they got involved in 2010 <clears throat> to observe the process and to really try to learn what was going on. And they were horrified with what they saw. They really saw chaos, and they thought chaos can't produce legitimate results. Uh, So they all kind of gravitated together in one spot um, in Texas with True the Vote because they they all independently heard about True the Vote and thought, well, let's ask them what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And then they came together and said, okay, let's work together for California. And we knew that... uh, and I say we because I came on like two months later. Oh, wow. But uh, we knew that we had to start in California very differently than any other state because of the political climate here. And so uh, we got a lot of really terrific advice. And then <clears throat> we had to, to become a, a for-profit business in terms of our registration. Oh, okay. Because the political climate wouldn't have given us a 501c3 at that point. Okay. Uh, but we've never been a profit organization. <laughs> We're kind of hanging on by our fingertips to even keep going but now we are a nonprofit organization when oh, we right. added the word california reorganized as election integrity project california um, it is exciting you mentioned earlier that a lot of other states and yeah. part of part of our message has been to outreach to other states and say look at what's happened in california watch for this because yeah. you don't want that same thing to happen to your state and many states have be- begun to see that and so we now have officially uh, Election Integrity Project Arizona, oh, wow. Election Integrity Project Nevada, okay. Election Integrity Project Arkansas, oh. and North Carolina is about to come on, and we're talking to several other states who have come to us and said, help. We say, well, we can help you organize, and mm-hmm. you can organize under our umbrella, and you need to do things our way because we feel like this is the right way to go about it. But you're going to have to raise your money. You're going to have to have the people working. You're going to have to do your work. And the only thing that's in common is that our data team runs all the states because that way we can start looking and seeing a lot of people have moved out of California, right? Oh, yeah. The question is, are they still registered in California and their new state? Are they still voting in both states? And we can't really find that out. But now our data team can do that with the states that we're connected with. Oh, wow. We can share notes and info and all that. That's awesome. And so we've, we've made a lot of progress since 2010. Uh, we have uh, trained over 10,000 citizens 
to oh, observe wow. various levels of the of the election process. So poll count. workers, so to speak, <clears throat> or no, we we're actually separate observers. Okay. Uh, although some poll worker, we do train poll workers too because we feel that if they get our training, they'll yeah. know more about the law and and they will know more about how to make an election fair and honest. Mm-hmm. But we've had we have mostly yes. observers. Oh, I apologize. I'm so sorry. Pause this really quick. Okay. <laughs> we're good. Okay. Jumping so, back in. I apologize. <laughs> Toby, up to no good. <laughs> well, so we um, we decided that um, that we would put people not only in the polls to observe what was going on there, armed with what the real election codes were and knowing that they could document things that weren't going correctly, but also to observe the ballot processing okay. because that's also an issue now. In California, we have... This coming election, uh, approximately 75% of the California voters will receive a vote-by-mail ballot. Oh, my gosh. Most of them will choose to use that ballot if they vote at all. And so we have a huge number of ballots that are going in in one of the least secure ways to vote. Yeah. And we have taken over 21 years in California to convince people that this is a good way to vote, that it's safe, that it's you know, all that stuff, but you're turning in a ballot with your name on it. You're turning in a ballot that has to be handled by hundreds of people making judgments about your ballot. And then even after they decide it's legit and they open Mm -hmm. it, now they have to inspect it. Here's the biggest danger that nobody knows about. They will inspect your ballot. If there's anything wrong with it, if you've made a stray mark, if you have shed tears over the Poor choices and got some teardrops on your what spilled coffee, whatever. Or if you have um, marked it with the wrong implement, they can't count that. It won't go through the machine. So they send it over to another station with two people who are usually unsupervised who copy your ballot over. Now, you have to hope they're not making a mistake, that they're not exhausted, that they don't have an agenda, whatever it is. And then it's that copied over ballot that actually gets counted on your behalf. Wow. And so you don't know whether the ballot you cast is the ballot they counted for you. You have no way of finding that out. Well, can you talk a little bit about that? Let's maybe take a step back. So so, uh, as you mentioned, uh, you know, we vote for elected officers Mm -hmm. for various positions. So can you maybe take that step back as you were saying then? So how many types of ways do we have in California right now to vote? I guess there's what, electronic and then vote by ballot and then, well, I'm, I'm sorry. When you, well, when you go to the polls or to the registrar's office to cast a vote, um, depending on the county, and that's, that's another big problem that we're feeling in California is that there is no standardization, that it's very vague. And, and your voting experience where you live is completely different from the voting experience of someone in another county. Mm-hmm. And so that makes it very difficult to, to monitor and make sure because they're on their own to make a lot of these different regulations and rules. And so <clears throat> some places are voting with all machine, like Orange County. Oh, wow. Yeah. It has been all machine, except you did have the right to walk in and request a paper ballot if you wanted oh, wow. it. But otherwise, you voted on the machine, and there was no paper trail okay. on that machine. Then there are other counties like mine that's all paper. And which county is that? This is San Diego. Okay. Yeah. And we have all paper. Um, there does have to be, by state law, one voting machine in every polling place for handicap, oh, language okay. assistance, etc. Mm-hmm. But virtually nobody uses those machines. Yeah. They are almost never touched. And so we just vote completely by paper. Now, there are other counties 
where you vote by paper with using a, a, a weird kind of way to mark your ballot. Um, in L.A., they call it Inkadot. And then you put your ballot through a scanner right oh. then and there. And the purpose of the scanner is not to count the votes. It's to find out whether you completed your ballot, whether you overvoted or undervoted. Okay. And, they, and the, the machine will spit it back out at you and say, you undervoted. Did you mean to not? Because you do have a right not to vote. To vote if you don't want to, yeah. But they just want to make sure you know that. You, yeah, if you've overvoted, then they say, you better ask for another ballot. Okay. You voted for too many candidates for this office or whatever. Ah, okay. So some some counties have that. Um, and so there's just so many different ways to oh, vote. Oh, yeah. Then, of course, when, uh, as I said, the vast majority of people have been duped into voting by mail. Because we okay. have a permanent vote by mail just because you choose to do it. And so um, those people, many of them will mail their ballot in. Well, so let me ask you, so, 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 um, so types of voting, as you said, so there's voting on the day Mm -hmm. of the election and you can either vote in California by, by a handwritten ballot or, or, or by machine. Correct. And, and that's about 25% of the electorate now in California, right? Yeah, it looks that way. Okay. And then the second way, as you're saying right now, then is to vote by mail. Right. And so can you maybe talk, we'll go through both of those, but then if you could also talk about the period during, during which you can vote, my understanding is so, you know, on the day, so on the day of the election, you can vote, um, uh, you can pretty much vote at your various, either precinct site or at the registrar of voters. Right. So in California, that's that's pretty much where you can vote. And, and it's just one day. Is that right? <clears throat> you can't vote like two days before. It's just on that day. Is that California right? starts early voting 29 days before. Oh, election yeah. Day. OK. So 29 days before Election Day is when the vote by mail ballots begin to be mailed out. And you can walk into any registrar of voters okay. or satellite office of your registrar and vote early. Oh, wow. Okay. Up to 29 days before. When you I don't think most early, people know that. <clears throat> honestly, I feel like so few people even talk about that. So well, thank you for sharing. No, honestly. Well, when you vote early, you are walking in and doing an in-person vote by mail. Yes. Vote because every ballot that's early gets turned in an envelope. Okay. And so um, that is another way you can vote if you need to vote early or you want to avoid the crowds. Whatever, if you're willing to subject yourself again to having an envelope with mm-hmm. your name on it and all the processing and that sort of thing. Uh, there's there's the provisional ballot, okay. and that's for people who somehow are victims of a clerical error and mm-hmm. find themselves not receiving a ballot or not on the, the list. And we're going to talk a little bit about that later as yeah. to all, all the DMV problems and other oh, problems. Yes, right definitely. But yeah. okay. And so that's another way that people can vote. And now, of course, California's had this slew of laws come down on us in the last two years. So now you've got conditional voter registration, call it CVR, which means that if you're not a registered voter, you can walk in on the day of the election or any time in those 29 days before election, and you can register and vote on the same day. That's all crazy. You're now casting a, um, actually a provisional ballot. Okay. But now they come down with another law that says, well, if you, if we have connectivity to the statewide voter database, which I hope we can talk about later too, because it is not reliable and it needs to be reliable in order to implement some of these laws. Yeah. If they can connect to the statewide voter database and determine you're not on it, like in another county or somewhere, then then you will cast your vote non-provisionally starting with this election. So there's a lot of stuff just snowballing that makes our elections look less and less 
Airtight. trustworthy. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and it's frightening. Yeah. yeah. So so we talked about the 25%. So as you said, so 29 days prior to the election and on election day itself, you can go into the registrar of voters or, or you can go in your precinct voting or I or guess a satellite in, office well, registrar of voters. A satellite on, office. But on election day, uh, because California has taken the provisional ballot to the point of absurdity, you can now go to any precinct you want to in your own county and cast a vote. Really? Because I've been turned away. You, know, you can go no. to any precinct in your own county wow. and they have to give you a provisional ballot. Oh, now, okay. When that happens, though, you're not necessarily voting on the same ballot that you would be getting at your own precinct. Yeah. Because that's what precincts are for. They have different, you, yeah. different candidates in different districts and that sort of thing. So every provisional ballot then uh, has a very high chance of having to either be redacted or recopied before it can be counted because wow. they have to put it back into the ballot that you were uh, entitled to. Let's talk about that a little bit. So, so, um, and again, I'm just trying, trying to, for, for the listeners, take it away. Because it is, as I seriously, so in the old, in the old days, you would go on election day, then you would cast a ballot and you would have had to be registered to vote prior to that day or prior to that period, so that uh, so that uh, uh, your credentials could be verified, and you'd have to have them verified on the day. You would go and you would either do a written ballot, or or you or or you would have a machine. And so those were the two ways. And so, prior to 1998, you also had to show a photo ID. Right. Now, was that a state requirement or yes. a federal requirement? It was state, a state requirement. requirement. Okay, so so in those days, that's how we verified somebody. Correct. So in those days, you could not come in off the street and and have no ID, and you could not just show up and say, "I want to vote." Right. Right. So so then um, so uh, so right now, then for this first box, then as we said, so twenty five percent of Californians today then can vote during this 29-day period. It's no longer the day of. They can Just vote, the day of, yeah. They can vote during during this 29-day period, and they can either vote, uh, so on the day at either the, the uh, well, sorry. It's okay. Uh, during the 29-day period, they can either go the, to the RLV. They can Registrar go, voters. Uh, Registrar voters, or they can go on the day to their precinct or the Registrar voters. Um, and, and, and now they can show up with, uh, with not being registered to vote mm-hmm. and they can, uh, actually cast a provisional ballot. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Mm-hmm. They can register though that same day. And then yeah, it's so it's a regular, yeah. well, and, and, and so I guess you can't register to, you can't vote unless you're registered to vote, but you can do it that same day. Correct. And is there any way that, that the state can verify that same day? whether that person is eligible to register to vote. They claim they can. Okay. They cannot. And, and here yeah. there are two problems. Number one, the voter, the statewide voter database, which is called VoteCal, is not ready for prime time. We have found way too many uh, anomalies and mistakes and duplicates and all kinds of problems. We can talk about that now if you want. So yeah. why don't we talk about that uh, database and and, okay. uh, and how many mistakes were found in L.A. County, San Diego County, all the other counties, well, I, I mean— the purpose of the database, it, it was required by federal law in, uh, with the Help America Vote Act in 2002. And from that point on, states were supposed to comply and have a statewide voter database. And, and one of the purposes for that is that, it, you know, we have 58 counties in California. There are some states that are considerably smaller than we are that have 80 or 90 counties. They're very tiny. Yeah. And you couldn't 
if each county maintained its own voter rolls, you couldn't find out whether somebody was registered in all 58 counties in California. In fact, they could have been oh my easily and, and, and have been a vote by mail person and no one would ever know. Because that checking was never done. Yeah. Wow. And so we were the first ones that, that we're aware of who tried to do that checking. And when you took a voter database from one county and tried to compare it to the other kind of county, they were all in different formats. It, they weren't mergeable. It was really oh crazy. Oh, my gosh. So the, the purpose of this statewide voter database mandated by the federal government now is to make sure that you can make sure that everybody in the and state. And when was that instituted? One, 2002, 2002 was the, was the uh, passing of the law. Okay. And then I'm sure there was a compliance yeah. period. California was the only state out of compliance. I think we, it took us 14 years. Oh, wow. And Just because of size? Or? No. No? No, there was some hanky-panky going on with special deals with the Department <sighs> of Justice and of things like that. And ultimately, I, I think, I mean, because I watched it happen, the only reason that, that it happened when it did is that in the, the last contentious race for Secretary of State, that became an issue because one of the candidates was, you know, gung-ho to get that built and, and introduced the topic. Mm-hmm. The other candidate, at first in those debates, didn't even know about that. By the end of the five debates, he was just as adamant, oh, we're going to get that done. Yeah. And so it was done, Okay. but there were some real problems with it. In the first place, it was it was uh, certified and implemented way too early. No beta testing, okay. no outside source to make sure it was legitimate yeah. and working. Um, <clears throat> the way that it was bid out for uh, for being constructed in the first place was manipulated so that only one company could possibly qualify with the, the mandate. So it oh was it was a non competitive bid. And the company that they hired was the same one that was responsible for the healthcare.gov fiasco. Oh, that's great. So, so that didn't give <laughs> us a, a reputable of, source. <laughs> that didn't give us a lot of confidence right. that we were going to get a database yeah. that we could trust. Oh, right? yeah. And then as our registrar of voters always reminds me, look, anything like that, no matter how well done it is, needs time to mature. Yeah. So you don't trust it right away. No, you know, it's you, like a vaccine. You, you wait, exactly. you know, before you and, get it yourself. <laughs> and this, this database has had no chance to mature and yeah. no chance to work out the bugs. And now we're starting Even to now. feed all this stuff into it from the DMV, which is another yeah. issue. Yes. And so it's con- continuing a state of, of real chaos. And now they're using it as the sole source of determining on the spot whether a person is legitimate to re- register well, and vote on the same day. Well, what's wow. interesting there, I, I, I think, is, as you've said previously, as Linda Payne, the uh, president of the group, has said, I guess is that you got people on this list statewide who are dead. Mm, I, I mean, who, who are moved out of the state, who are not eligible, who are felons, who are just not eligible to vote. And yet this supposedly reliable database is not reliable. And what are some of the numbers we're talking about, though? Well, I, what I do have, um, I didn't bring those numbers uh, on that. But I, I guess well, it's not just big. Canada, right? I mean, they're, I they're like, big. like, what, 160,000 people or something? Who these were, are, these are big some, numbers. These are about like two or three or five yeah. or even in the hundreds. It's in the hundreds of thousands of, of people who are deceased still on the rolls. And as you say, other Moved. people who are ineligible for whatever reason who are now in another state and register. What we have found, even with our own president, Linda, she moved to another state. And when she did that, she actually went to the registrar in person and said, we're moved. Take us off the list. 
She, Only she, everybody would do that, She and right? her husband are still on that list. Are you serious? They, How long ago was this? And, and the people who <laughs> bought their house here in California notified them that they received his vote-by-mail ballot oh after they had said, "Get up. we want off, we're, we're registered in our new wow. state. So the system simply is not responsive. No, I mean... Well, then let's talk about, so So we're still dealing with this 25% of the people who, who can actually vote within 29 days in maybe a little bit of the old-fashioned way. So let's talk about ballot harvesting then, too. So so my understanding is with ballot harvesting, you can show up in this 29-day period with as many ballots as you can What do you mean? Bring in. Well, let's talk about yeah, ballot Yeah, let's describe. What's your definition of ballot harvesting then? Well, it was just a minor tweaking in the language of a law that already existed that said if you are a vote by mail individual and, and you uh, so it's vote by it's a vote by mail more than I'm sorry, let me think. Yeah. If you're if you're a vote by mail individual and you find yourself <laughs> unable to turn your ballot in and you haven't mailed it prior to election day, you can authorize a member of your family or a member of your household to take it and turn it in for you. And you authorize that person with your signature on okay. the envelope and then that person signs and puts their relationship to you. Okay. And so you still have chain of custody of yeah. this ballot. Well, the tweak in the language was that they removed the people who could do it for you and just said anybody can turn in anybody's oh, ballot. Okay. So now what that opens us up to the potential of yeah. is over-aggressive individuals going and knocking on people's doors and forcing them to give them their ballot. And there are a lot of people that are very naive, people yeah. who are very timid. and, and or they, older, too, older right? People, I feel like you know, so in them. all kinds of ways, you can either coerce or you can fool, you know, whatever, yeah. and collect all of these ballots. That's one problem with it, isn't it? And then you have no chain of custody none no. whatsoever because somebody's going around a neighborhood and just collecting all these ballots yeah. and they can turn in as many as they want to now they can turn in 15 30 45 120 have you seen that yes we have okay. yes we have and the and the second thing is that even the law the law still says the the submitter is supposed to put name and relationship but then right under that the law says if that doesn't happen that does not disqualify the ballot so what? there's no so anybody having that, and they can wow. turn in this stack without saying who they are, who the submitter is. And so we do know that, that a lot of that did take place in, um, in the last election. Wow. And um, it just seems like the wrong way to be going. Yeah. I, I know the intention, the stated intention, yeah. is to make sure more people are actually yeah. vote. Yeah, I mean, it sounds... They don't not vote at the last minute because something came up or whatever. I understand yeah. that. But that's not how it's going to no. shake out, and we all know that. Yeah. And so it's it's very frightening to know now that some people are being coerced, some are being paid, some are being bullied, some are being fooled. So people are ballot harvesting as a job for it, various Yes. Like for example, wow. people are talking about homeless people being hit up for, yes. uh, for ballot harvesting using, uh, I guess, homeless people. Don't you can, need an address to— well, I, I guess homeless people can register a street corner. Or yes. If you're wow. homeless, you register at the address nearest to where you hang out the oh, most. You can register at a shelter. So you can register at an intersection. Yeah. Oh. Which makes it very difficult to, to look at the voter rolls and know who's oh, legitimately registered. Yeah. You know, I mean, but yes. Well, they don't well can you talk questions. a little bit about chain of custody? When I normally think of chain of custody, I think of someone who goes into a, a, um, a precinct or the or the uh, registrar of voters, and uh, you know, you know, gets a ballot, you know, gets a physical ballot. And they go and they're either in a separate booth or it either has a curtain. 
they then mark it and they then put it in some slot. And then that goes into a, 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 a box and the box then is locked. And then that box is then transported to some place where it's then counted. And uh, so are, 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 you know, are, are those votes typically kept then someplace to, uh, for a, a recount? But that's typically, when we're talking about chain of custody, we're talking about you vote. And, 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 and the whole trick is that there should be nothing between when you vote, it gets into a locked, locked box and you know where it exactly goes to be counted and your vote counts. It's the same thing as evidence in a criminal case. Yeah, so every, time, every time it changes hands, yeah. there must be a record of who had it, to whom it was surrendered, mm-hmm. and that thing has a chain of custody that can be followed. But we've lost that entirely now. Oh, yeah. And that then tells me that, hey, we don't have a, a trustworthy election because we don't know where these ballots are coming yeah. from. Yeah. They're coming from anywhere. And, they, and we had... Um, Oh, golly, at least tens of thousands, if not more, uh, vote by mail individuals in this last election who never received a ballot. It just never came to their home. I didn't what get mine. <laughs> what do we so now talk it. about? Let's talk about, as you said, that it used to be 50 percent. Now it's 75 percent. But let's talk about that 75 percent of people who get a vote by, by a, a ballot by mail mm-hmm. and they can vote by mail. To me, I don't trust the UPS. Mm-mm. I, I, I mean, not with your Christmas presents, not with your vote. I don't know. No, no, seriously, though, I mean, how, you know, if, you know, maybe we can talk a little bit about. So what in God's name were people thinking when they were thinking that a, a ballot by mail was good and that there would be chain of custody and that this would be better than going into a place and either voting there or voting with a machine? Well, USPS does a phenomenal job, I got to yeah. say. I mean, it's amazing. But I'm not going to entrust my ballot or my no. personal pr- you know, yeah. 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 Because we, we've all had our issues. With oh, I work in e-commerce. So, I mean, so, I'm constantly tracking down exactly. packages. And, oh, this was delivered? No, it wasn't. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, um, there are a lot of ways a vote-by-mail individual can turn in that ballot without mailing it. And many people take those alternative choices. Can we, so, it's an yeah. extra Some it's an counties extra step, set right? up drop boxes oh, that wow, are okay. in, within their community. And so, but I would worry about that you know because the, if the dropbox is not staffed yeah if it's not staffed it's by people from the registrar's office yeah. if it is not sealed if it is not collected and transported to the registrar's office every day yeah then i would say no don't trust no, you. don't I, trust that because we've seen drop boxes just wired to a lamppost in the middle of a street people drop on them oh back. my gosh i mean what can you do with that right no so no you don't <laughs> are you buying that. drugs then, or mailing in a vote goodness yeah. <laughs> and we'll talk about the voters choice act a little later but um with those those are mandated drop boxes and they're specially designed and okay. all sort of stuff uh, but they're not staffed and you only have to pick them up every 72 hours so i would wow. not put my ballot in those drop boxes no. but my county san diego has a good system it is staffed it is picked up regularly is there a way to staff it 24/7 though i mean that no 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 um you put these drop boxes in um Oh, building libraries, okay. city halls, so okay, the hours. Okay, that makes sense. And they're open for collection the same hours as the that okay. establishment is open, right? And so that, depending on your county, that could be a, a much safer way to submit your bill. Yeah. I think about mm, 40 to 50 percent of the vote by mail people are not voting by mail because they want to send it in early or anything like that. Yeah. They 
They just want the what they consider to be convenience yeah. of making it at home instead of standing in a in a booth and doing it. And I think, well, that's what your sample ballots for. You know, take yeah. the ten minutes and fill it out. Well, yeah. Those those people, yeah. those people, forty fifty percent are choosing to take it to their polling place and yeah. turn it in on election day. Well, yeah. Let's take a step back of that. So when can people vote? When do the vote by mail ballots go out? It, 29 days before election okay, day is when days they begin again. to mail them. Okay. And as I said, this last time there there were hundreds of thousands of people receive received their ballot. And so um, I was going to follow up with that and say that many of them went to the polls and they were told, oh, don't worry, we have a record here that your ballot was received. They never got it. So somebody, again, this is the kind of illegal ballot harvesting yeah. that is being sheltered by the legal ballot harvesting that came about wow. in California. So it's showing that those ballots that those people did not receive were actually turned in? Yes. Yes. Wow. Exactly. So here's the deal. Now we have a law that, again, I don't know how the people are supposed to find out about these laws. No, no one talks about it. we have actually <laughs> a very good law that, that's to be implemented in this next election is now every vote-by-mail ballot has to be mailed within five days of that 29-day. Okay. So the now the voter can track, and the oh, voter nice. should be able to know, I know for sure my ballot didn't come, but the voter's gonna got to be responsible. Yeah. Look at the calendar, Which mark isn't. the dates, yeah. know when to alert, because if you don't get your ballot, Within a reasonable amount of the the, day, the mailing date, you need to call your registrar immediately, mm-hmm. report it lost, and say, "I'm not waiting any longer because somebody could have harvested." Yeah, it. and and they can cancel that ballot. Oh, it has wow. a barcode on it. It's like a debit they'll card. Just, you know, yeah, yeah, they'll just how many people deactivate the barcode? No, nope. exactly. Yeah. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. Deactivate the barcode. You, they will send you a new ballot. At which time you make sure you know which address they're sending it to. Yeah. And, you know, and you have to be responsible yeah. for that. Well, but that's yeah. why, why don't you take us through then? Um, so, so when does the, so if you're voting by, by mail, when does the voter, when does the registrar voters have to receive your, your ballot by for it to be counted? Well, until two years ago, it had to be received by 8 p.m. on election day. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. But now they passed a law that allows vote by mail ballots to arrive up to three days late okay. and still be counted as long as it's postmarked by election day. Okay. However, if it doesn't have a postmark or if the postmark is unreadable, then they will go by the date the voter puts on the inside. So okay. I could I could sit there on election night. Yeah. Watch to see if my if if a race is close. Yeah. Then I could decide, you know, here it needs a few more ballots. And then I could get a few more of those ballots somehow wow. delivered without a postmark, but I've I can write whatever the date, date I yeah. want to, and they will accept those ballots. Wow. And it was because they they were getting a lot of ballots arriving late. Yeah. Because well people yeah. weren't people are twenty nine days isn't long enough for Apparently. <laughs> and and so they said, okay, for the sake of the procrastinators, let's give them three more mm-hmm. days. And, and and being a procrastinator yeah. myself, I know that I I'm just it. gonna put three more days onto you know when oh, yeah. it's not gonna change anything. But it, it does allow more illegitimate votes to get in through the system. Can you talk about chain of custody with vote by mail? Well, if you if you send it through the the post office, obviously those are federal workers and, and they're supposed to yeah. have, you know. Is there a special process they have? Do, or is it do they put them workers? aside or do they? No, they go, th- they, they go through the mail okay. um, and, and, you know, it has the same chain of custody as any other thing you put in the federal mail and you know the the laws are pretty severe there however since you brought it up in 2010 there was a postal worker four months after the election who found four enormous mail bags in his post office that were going to go to the dead letter file and he happened to look inside every single one of them 
in those four bags was vote-by-mail ballots that the voters had marked and returned to the postal system, and they thought they'd voted. It never got where it was oh, going. Oh, my gosh. Now, think about this. I, I hate to be a conspiracy No, I guess, but please, but I, during, I, I get it. I get it. I'm the true crime during, junkie. During times of high volume. Yeah. Christmas, mm-hmm. elections, they will hire extra staff. Oh, yeah. These people are not as vetted. Yeah. And my father was one of them. He worked every Christmas at the post office. Oh, wow. Okay, so you, you all you get is one bowl. All you need is yeah. one bowl to start disappearing the ballots that come from a zip code they don't like. They don't like, like or exactly. for a candidate they don't like. Yeah, and wow. so that kind of manipulation is possible, and we've seen it happen. It made the front page of the newspaper um, in that all these ballots had to be destroyed. They couldn't be counted. And how many would you say that there would be? There were you know, I they never gave right? a number, but you know how big those bags are. Oh, my are. goodness, yeah. at least. That's so, crazy. I mean, that, that was frightening. Change an election. And, of course, my thought was, okay, how many other places did that happen and nobody caught it? Yeah. It, it just got caught there. And what are, if you are caught manipulating votes, what kind of crime is that? And what kind of punishment? It's a felony. Okay. And there are some jail time and some, you know, yeah. some money involved. So, yeah. It, but it. Don't do it. It's so <laughs> hard to catch. Yeah. Vote fraud is pretty much the perfect crime. Unless wow. you get really stupid about it, nobody can catch it. And one of the you. problems here is that. Once it's done, the vote has happened. It's so hard to overturn a vote. That's not like you can go back and be like, so stop, don't, you know, you shouldn't have counted those. Like, no, you, you know, you can't, you can't track a ballot no. with a vote. And it yeah. takes you, it takes you a while. Uh, I say, Ruth will tell you how long it just takes number. with litigation. Litigation takes years. years. And so <laughs> people who want to go out and screw this process up can do it very, very effectively. That's. I mean that's why Ruth and 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 Linda and the and the whole group is is just focused on this, focused on being proactive, uh, because because in the meantime yeah. you've got somebody for two or four or six years representing you who was not legitimately elected. Yeah. That's and the awful. problem is if the people can't choose who governs them, and that's what we think has happened right. now in California, that we look at. Things that certain legislators are voting Gavin for. Newsom, say, no. you know, like <laughs> yes, Gavin Newsom, yes. We don't like this vote or we don't like that vote or this yeah. policy or whatever. And so we want to overturn that by voting out the individual who is not standing up for what we believe in. But that individual keeps getting reelected and we go, what's going on? Yeah. It just yeah. doesn't make sense. Wow. Well, it's because of the many ways that California's made it possible to manipulate yeah. our elections in that way. Let's go through each of the individual processes mm-hmm. and then and then we can talk about the DMV stuff. some of the things you found. And then, uh, I mean, we don't want to give a menu as to how to how to commit voter fraud. <laughs> Uh, but at the same time, the we, do, we do want to, though, let people know that, that certain things are going on. And, and, and you know, and, and just... <laughs> We're not encouraging it, I promise. <laughs> no, no, no. But but just, I mean, a broad thing in California is, you know, every time you think you know the process, the other side always, you know, is always out there changing it to where they only know the rules and you're trying to catch up and you don't find out about this stuff until later. Yeah. But let's go through a couple major issues. So... First one is ID. My understanding is, you know, if I'm going in and I'm using my credit card or I'm doing anything, I got to show ID. And that ID is normally either California driver's license or passport some, in some or cases. passport. I don't know who carries a passport around. <laughs> but foreign I guess students that are studying in the U.S., for maybe, example. Maybe, but, you know, but, but, but it, you know, uh, I guess the question I have is we have to do this for almost every, uh, well, it's a monetary transactions we do. Why not do it for voting? What is the problem? 
Who doesn't have ID in this country? Well, there really isn't a problem. And uh, through every socioeconomic level, through every racial barrier, everything, yeah. it is highly, highly popular, the idea of voter ID. Yeah. Very popular. Uh, 78%, you know, pretty much across the board. Yeah. And yet, the people at the top have managed to start this narrative that, oh, it's going to disenfranchise XYZ people mm-hmm. who who can't have an ID or too poor to have an ID or too stupid to have an ID or whatever yeah. their allegations are. And I mean, how course, much does it cost to have an ID? Many, well, it depends on the state, but, but most states that require a, an ID also have really easy ways to get the ID for free. Yeah. One state even will take a van to your house. You call an 800 number. They will go to your house and provide you yeah. with that. You don't even have to step outside your door. So they're re- it's a it's a spurious argument, but, um, it, you know, using the, the phrases, you know, discrimination and yeah. racism and stuff is popular right now, and it shuts the other side down. And so the people who know that voter ID is a good thing have had to back off. Plus, they have used the court system very effectively. So that as the minute that a state would pass any kind of a voter ID law, they would instantly be facing a lawsuit from the federal government. What type of ID can you show right now legally? For what? Uh, to vote. Well, yeah. it's... Um, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. So in those states where, where there is ID requirement, what type of ID do you have to Some show? states have, and some are more strict than others. I just say, California does not have a voter right. ID law. But, but some states you have to show a photo ID, and, and that would be a government-issued ID. Okay. Okay. Um, in other states, it's as lax as being able to show a Why bank statement <laughs> or something just with your name and address on it. Wow. So, you know, it's, in other words, basically useless. Yeah. Uh, so we are advocates of a strict photo, government mm-hmm. issue photo, uh, photo ID, however you want to put that together. And, of course, making sure that anyone who wants one has no barriers to getting yeah, one exactly. other than their own, you know. Yeah. What's the deal with the real ID now? I mean, we're, we're all going to, everyone in California, I'm not sure this is across the U.S., I don't know, I live in California, but everyone in California now has to line up at the dreaded DMV, which, which guys, California is, un, I hope it's, it's unique, <laughs> I hope it's unique, among, you know, across no, the country, but the DMV is like, it is like death. You go, <laughs> wow. you go and you're just waiting and you're waiting and you're waiting <laughs> And, and Governor Gavin Newsom in this state and his cronies have put Who my so, father is not a fan of. I, uh, hey, Gavin. But, <laughs> oh but you know, but, but there are so many things that DMV does that it's, it's lost its mission of just doing driver's license and focusing on driver's stuff. I mean, so, so um, where am I going with this? The inefficiency Barbara? of the DMV no, is No, no, but, but, oh, but yeah. so, so real ID, is that to help voting or no, what is that for? Okay. The Department of Homeland Security mandates for the purpose of TSA mm-hmm. and getting on, on uh, national, uh, local flights, right, within the yeah, United domestic. States, domestic flight. That was where I was yeah. <laughs> No worries. Um, you have to show an ID. And they have looked at the driver's licenses at all the different states. And if your state does not clearly differentiate the license between a person who's a citizen and a person who is not then you're not meeting the Homeland Security requirements. Oh, wow. And so California was warned a few years ago, 
your licenses, they're virtually identical. If you don't know what to look for, yeah. you cannot tell the difference. Yeah. It's like a little number up in the corner or mm-hmm. something like that. And you can you can uh, research this on the internet. You get pictures and, and try to figure out which one's a citizen, which one isn't. You, you know. To be and fair, course, I did have a fake ID when I was younger. I was just going to mention, <laughs> I was just going to say, which of us here is most likely to have had a fake ID? Who did it when they were 19, you know? I did. <laughs> well, and of course, we're, we're issuing, we're one of the states issuing licenses to non-citizens as well and illegal people in this country. So all of these people now have pretty much a straight line access to a driver's license Mm -hmm. and therefore to a voter registration. So we haven't built the firewalls that other states have built to make sure that that doesn't happen. Yeah. Well, so DHS said, okay, if you're not going to change your differentiation of the driver's licenses because the state basically told DHS to, you know, but yeah. the sun don't shine. Yeah. So, um, so DHS said, okay, fine. Then as of October of 2020, your license will not be sufficient to identify an individual getting onto a plane for domestic flight. That yeah. is so sad. And therefore, the real ID. I mean, I don't disagree with wanting to be safer, you know, in terms of, right? I mean, so, so I have to have a license to go see my Aunt Mabel in Shemokin, <laughs> but I don't, in the show ID. Oh, but, you, okay. Well, you mean but I don't have, position. but I don't have to have an ID to vote for the president right. of the United States. Isn't that messed up, fans out and there? Every time that is I really interact messed with up. someone who requires my license, I will always make that statement. Huh, isn't that strange? I don't have to show this when I vote. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to raise yeah. awareness, right? Well, but let's go back now. So California, what do you have to show? I, I mean, so you're going to you like your polling. Up. No, you're going to your polling station. Mm-hmm. What do you have to show? How do we know that whoever this person is, is who they are? In California. Is who they are. <laughs> I don't think is who they are. It's tenses. Oh, God. No, California is an all-on-your-honor state. Everything from the very beginning, oh. registration, you're marking I'm a citizen or I'm not a citizen. Yeah. They take your word for it. There's no research. Done. That's insane. If you don't mark either one, the default is, oh, he's a citizen. He just forgot to mark the box. And so all the way from there to the polling place is all on your honor. So when I go in to cast my vote, I don't have to show them anything, Randy. Nothing. I simply How about an to, address or no, anything? I have to give them my name and my address, the way that it's listed in the mm-hmm. law now, and that law was changed. It used to be you had to state your name and address out loud. They right. had to state it back to you. And that was kind of a protection for voter impersonation because that's hard to do when it's not your own name and your own address. So yeah. a lot of people would not want to do that because these aren't hardened criminals. No. Know? Now you simply have to, in the law, provide your name and address, which means you can walk yeah. in with a piece of paper with it scribbled on it. And we've seen this. Oh, we've seen this. Oh, my goodness. People being handed three by five cards outside the polling place. Walking Write in. down your address? No, 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 no. no. People with just a name being and address on it already. Not even their own no. names. Yes, that's see, what I, I'm, I, Maybe I'm naive. I guess I like that's, the, I that think is the best of people, but I guess obviously. We have documented it. Ruth and her group and has been finding this, and this is what people need to listen to. This is not a Republican or conservative group. This is no, this a should group, concern This everybody. is a group that should concern Everybody. Absolutely. I'm going to say, once when I was a Democrat, I, I was... Uh, <laughs> once upon a time, no, a land I, far away. <laughs> I was actually head of uh, Bill Clinton's uh, Democrats Abroad campaign. I know it wasn't a big title, but at the same time, we held a, well, presi- England, right? we held a presidential caucus in England. And so what that meant was that we had Democrats from all over Europe show up to vote 
in in a, in a in a presidential really caucus really yeah. uh, a, a party caucus. These are expats. Yeah, oh, and, and so one student from Oxford, I, I can't remember his name, but he he tried to manipulate the vote. What do you mean? And I pulled the vote back and I said, I will not count any of these votes unless we unless we go around and we count and make sure that the people did actually vote in the way they said they voted. So how did he fraud, try to manipulate it? Though? What do you mean? He that? he tried to submit some some votes with false names on them. So look, so so you know. Everybody, we need to protect this, you know, we need to protect the validity of voting for everybody. But let's get back on this issue, though. So anybody can show up now with any name and with any address. It, it could even say Second Street. Mm-hmm. And then that we have to give that. So so the difference is, though, I, I guess, is is if you're registered. To, so if, if you're registered to vote, you then get a normal ballot. If you're not registered to vote, if you register on the day and you vote, you get a provisional. Can you talk us through then? So what happens then with that provisional? So you get to vote then. Is that counted then or when is that counted? And what type of checks and balances are put in that provisional ballot? Well, see, we're concerned about that. It gets counted at the point that the elections officials decide, yes, this person can legitimately vote. And... Clearly, because of the law they've now passed saying that all they have to do is check with vote cow, it means that they're just checking to see if you're reflected on the statewide voter database. And if you're not, then so showing this is your name and then this is your corresponding but address. I'm concerned because the law says that uh, in order to be placed on the voter rolls, the eligibility has to be determined. And that's more than just, hey, you're not yet, not there yet. Yeah. It's, are you the right age? Do you, are you a citizen? Are you not a felon? You know, all these things yeah. that that are part of eligibility. And clearly California is not going to check that because they're going to red light somebody or green light somebody straight through with one quick check of vocal. So that doesn't check anything else about an individual. So it's very easy to register get. And the online registration caused problems too. Again, it was implemented. Let's talk about that. So, So, How can you register? We have a couple ways to register to vote. One is to do it. You go into the registrar of voters and you register to vote. You fill out forms. Another way then is you can do it the day of where you can either register at the polling place or 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 register our voters. And then the third way is to do it online. Well, is and there, right? there are a lot of registration drives. Uh, different parties uh, hold registration drives at fairs and uh, in front of grocery stores, uh, you can pick up an application. Hey, you, come office. here. Are you registered to vote? Yeah, no. so it's very, you're always going to trip over somebody saying, have you registered yeah, yet? Well, yeah, I guess. register. Time, so it's not <laughs> difficult to find a way to register physically. And I would recommend to people, and the people who are registering voters are going to hate me for this, <laughs> because they usually get a bounty for every person they register. Oh, really? Right. That's yeah. why they do it. Yeah. Um, and I'm saying, don't leave your registration with them. Take the form, fill it out, yeah. and you mail it in yourself because we found <laughs> we found a whole group of students in Santa Barbara, a large number of students who were registered to vote on a, on a campus. Uh, yeah, campus, registered right? on my campus. Okay. Yeah. And these people took and said, don't worry, we'll send it in for you. But yeah. what they did prior to that is they copied that information and then they re-registered those students at a different mailing address. Why? 
because now they registered all the vote by mail. So yeah. these people who held the registration drive yeah. now are receiving those students' ballots instead oh, of the students receiving my goodness. Falsify. And so all of those students then had to go down and vote provisionally because, yeah. hey, I never got my ballot. Wow. Well, those ballots were diverted and they were voted by the people who, who illegally collected them. Wow. So, uh, you know, I don't, it, I, most registration drives are perfectly on the up and up and I'm not, you know, saying they're not, but you know, this is your vote. Yeah. Right? So I would mail it in myself. Okay. So wow. that's another hard copy way you can yeah, register. Make to sure. But you know, you, you, my understanding too, is that there are cases where people will, will have registration drives and they'll have a, a party box already checked. Yes. And stuff like that. I mean, which is. Aren't people checking? I, I have to, I have to tell you check. that yeah. in Los Angeles, at every naturalization <laughs> ceremony, there's one party that's allowed inside and the other party is not allowed inside. And everyone inside receives a uh, an application to vote by mail from the party that's allowed inside and they are pre-marked with that party. Yeah. That's so yes, they're still allowing that in in Los Angeles. It's it's unfair. It's wrong. Well, can we talk about another registration topic? Is is pre-registering sixteen and seventeen year olds in California? And oh, by the Which way, I didn't know it was a thing. Well, by oh, the by the way, isn't it funny that ninety percent of those are registered with a certain party? <laughs> and, and and so why don't you talk about? I mean, I'm, I mean, okay, you know, my understanding about voting in this country is it's not mandatory. Well, you got yeah. off the topic of yeah. of um, registering online, yeah, yeah, but that's, that's right, a sorry. big way of registering now sure. because it's you know it's so easy to do. You can do it through the Secretary of State's office or through your own uh, registrar's office, and you just put the information in. And so the question there becomes: Well, wait, if I'm going to vote by mail, they have to have a signature to match it to, right? Yeah. And I can't provide a signature online. No. So where are they get a signature? From the DMV. Oh. So more and more people now are having their, their vote-by-mail ballot verified with the DMV signature. We're hearing from the registrars that the quality of the signatures that they're getting, because the voters don't know that they're providing a voting signature. Oh, I didn't. My vote that's like I'm machine. Like, yeah. So <laughs> these signatures are not matching. And also the quality of the, the signatures that they're getting, it's fuzzy. It's oh, easy. yeah. And so we're having registrars say, I either have to throw them all out yeah. or I have to accept them all. Yeah, no, I So they're it. accepting them all, which is why the the, the signature verification thing is, is a big no, joke. No, I agree. So that, but then now to your pre-reg. Uh, a couple of years ago, California decided let's pre-register the 16 and 17 year olds without their knowledge. But how does this no or with their knowledge? Well, knowledge. it should be with their knowledge, of course. But but now they get pre-registered through the DMV when they so get they go in and get their license. So you go, you get your license. So explain the process. You go, you're 16 year old kid. You get your happy, you pass your test. You get your license. Rather the first, and, second, or third time, or try. <laughs> And then what happens? Well, ostensibly, part of what you fill out on on the computer yeah. is like, do you want this to be registered? You know, part of yeah. your voter registration. And most of them are going to say yes. Yeah. But there are also massive registration drives now being held in the high schools. Yeah. That worries me a lot. Certain parties again. Because the people it's doing true. it, the people doing it, the the, the officials yeah. in the school aren't trained. They don't know how to register people. They're not being careful. They're hurting some kids. Because some of these kids are attending our schools and they're not citizens. Uh-huh. They may be on track to citizenship yeah. at some point. But they're getting registered because the schools don't want to single anybody no, out. I so mean, they're not saying, oh, no, if you're not a citizen, don't do this. Because no, they want I mean, everybody yeah, to participate. They want to be inclusive. Right. Yeah. So what that person does when, when he or she registers to vote as a non-citizen is commit a felony. 
But just as we were saying, just just as we were saying, though, just so we're clear, if you are listening here and you are an illegal alien or you are an immigrant, immigrant. however you however you say it, or a documented legal resident, or a documented legal resident, and you register to vote in the United States, you have you know committed a felony. Can I can I ask a question really quickly? Because and I've heard this happen quite a few times, um, and it happens quite a bit. Hence why the whole Dreamer. Um, initiative was was undertaken. I mean, a lot of these kids, some don't know that they are parents and they themselves are undocumented and they might be attending high school. And so how would it work if they unknowingly commit the felony? Well, you know, in I, a sense? number one, I'm pretty sure they do know. You think? I mean, I, I, I had a friend who went to enroll in license. high school, to enroll in elementary school, wherever you're enrolling, really? you've got to show documentation. They don't have that documentation okay. to show. So I would find it hard to believe most of them wouldn't know that. Oh, the parents would, I mean. I just, sometimes they don't let their children also That's know, possible. That's, that's, that's possible. what I mean. Okay. Yeah. Um, but the law took care of that in okay. California, that, that law that allowed them to, to do it through the DMV. Okay. Because it has a, an exculp- uh, okay. exculpation yeah. in the law that says, if you get registered yeah. through this system, okay. the state's going to take the rap for it. Okay. Okay. So whether you did it intentionally or, or not, not, they're going to as- assume that it was the state's mistake. Okay. However, yeah. that doesn't exonerate you at the federal level. So when you oh. go to get your yeah. citizenship. Yeah, they're going to say. And you've been you manipulated. Somebody told you it's okay yeah. to register. Yeah. Somebody told you it was okay to vote. You just took their word for it. Of course. But you're okay. Kidding. Why not? Then when you apply to uh, become a citizen and they find that That's you're a mark against you. Or if they find, it is a fatal mark. Not only will you never get your citizenship, you are more than likely going to be deported. That's heartbreaking. They're hurting people yeah. just to get a few extra votes and, and they just throw them out. Because well, it sounds like a good idea. Like, let's get people excited about politics yes. and interested in the election. And I mean, the but, whole rock the vote, you know. But the, that's why, though. MTD. <laughs> I mean, look, that's why one of the big issues here is one of the statements of the EIP, you know, EIP California is really. You know, every was every legitimate vote counts. Every lawfully cast every, ballot accurately yeah. counts. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I mean, I, I, I mean, look, you know, we're citizens of a country. We're citizens of a state. We're citizens of a county and, and a county. And and we have to ask ourselves who should be able to vote in that area. I, I, I mean, and, and we have federal and we have state laws which which actually. Uh, uh, I say who 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 is eligible to vote, and the, the problem is people who are trying to manipulate the system don't care. I mean, they just want to yeah. win at all costs. Right. So um, let's talk about um, you know. So one of the things we experienced in California the last election twenty there's a 20, eight, 20, yeah, 2018 was 2018, the last election. A twenty eighteen, but you know, all of a sudden, certain candidates were winning on election day. And then a large number lost after all these provisional ballots came in. The first time in California history that <clears throat> that it's been affected. So, what do you think? What do you think was going on there? Um, it's pretty it's clear. Yeah. It's pretty clear that that was uh, the ballot harvesting that that tipped that scale. Uh, the provisional ballots that people cast because they go to the wrong place or, you know, whatever, Mm -hmm. which California has mountains of. Um, And and I think it's important to understand that when, when, when you hear somebody cast a provisional ballot, that tells you there was a problem somewhere, right? Either either the person was somehow not on a list. They should have been, they went to the wrong place. And so the number of provisional ballots you you have determines, you know, how many problems are in the state. So in 2016, California cast 40% of the nation's provisional ballots. That's horrendous. 
By 2018, it was 70%. 70% of the nation's provisional ballots were cast in California. That tells you we have a sick system. Yeah. If that many people are having to vote provisionally or choosing to vote provisionally, we really have a sick one system. Could, one could assume with that. One could infer. Well, one, one, one could infer. That's fine. I'm the same word. <laughs> but, you, you know, what you can infer from that is that a lot of people are registering on Election Day or... Or, or going to the wrong place. Or, well, well, or, you know, there are probably people there who, you know, who shouldn't be voting. I, I, I mean, and, and if you think about it, though, I, I, I know some of the stats that the Election Integrity Project California has, you know, has had. It, uh, I mean, one stat I know is that, you know, in certain counties, there are more people registered to vote than who are actually eligible to vote yeah. in the county. Yes. I mean, yes. how many counties? 12, 16, um, 18? I think the latest count uh, was nine left. Yeah. Uh, but, but we are only so, looking at about so 100%. So what does that how mean? So 49 counties? registration, which is So 49 counties. So 49 out of 50. So 49 out of 58 counties have more people registered to vote than actually are eligible, eligible no, 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 to vote. No, no, the opposite. Oh, opposite. I'm sorry. Yeah. There are nine counties left that have a registration rate over 100%. Okay. okay. But we okay. have an enormous number that are between 95 and 99, which still is irrational. Yeah, thinking right? about how many and we're not even talking vote. about them. We're only looking at the ones that are over 100 yeah. So what does that mean then? Does that mean somebody else is registering people? It means sloppy oh. voter rolls. It means a lot of deceased, a lot of duplicates, Unmoved. a lot of people who have moved. Yeah, that are. Why do we care rolls. about that? Well, there are, a couple, reasons, there are mm-hmm. a couple reasons to, to yeah. care about that because California doesn't require a voter ID. It means that anyone can impersonate a voter by getting their name and address and walking in and taking the ballot. That's number and one. And voting. And we've watched it happen. We've watched people go from poll to poll to poll to poll. We followed them. They went in. They looked at the voter list. They memorized the name and address. They went in, got that ballot, and then they went out and went to the next one, went to the next and one. And what next is the motivation one. behind that, would you say? Sometimes it's just mischief. Uh, these people were giggling and whatever. They were probably just being mischievous. But more often it's uh, let's manipulate the election. Let's make well, sure my pay. candidate wins. But I'm sure that there's a lot of them being paid in some way. Yeah. I, I have no doubt about that, you know. Um, we've got, Is that we've, now, we've now got a law passed yeah. that said you can photograph your voted ballot and post it on social media. Oh, I yeah. cannot think of any reason that you would do that unless you're trying to prove to the person who's paying you that you voted the way they told you to vote. Oh, I have to disagree Sorry. just from a millennial point of view. Well, yeah, just about, ooh, to be voted. like, oh, I voted. Yeah. Oh, trust but me. But yeah. nefarious purpose. Yeah, no, for sure. I'm not saying there's not. There's not a, a reasonable there were some restaurants, actually, that offered you discounts at this last election if you showed that you voted a certain right. way by showing them your ballot. A certain way? That's illegal. No. Well. If, you could, <laughs> if you could show them you voted, that's legal. Yeah. If you had to show them you voted a certain way, that's illegal. Wow. So just so you hear that out there. They I, should be prosecuted. I mean, I mean, if you're doing that, you should be prosecuted, and we find out we will prosecute you. Absolutely. No, I mean, there were there so. was a restaurant in Kentucky um, that had said if you showed that you voted Republican, you could come on in yeah. and get a, a yeah. free meal. And then there was a group up at UC Berkeley, Cal, that said that uh, if you voted Democrat and you proved that you voted Republican, well, Those people should one, be prosecuted. It's crazy. It's, it's one thing to know. Yeah. So, so you know, what, you know, Ruth, why don't you tell us some interesting stories about some of the shenanigans you've seen on election day itself? Mm-hmm. I know you talked about like vans showing up. With oh people, yeah, I love this. This is very or interesting. Or just, or just you know, people impersonating other people. Or yeah, people love the big juicy stories. <laughs> like, I love these. My dad loves this gossip. 
He's a gossip but it, girl. But it's the guy that slips in and impersonates, impersonates somebody and yeah. slips out that's yeah. doing most of the damage. No, you know, right. you cannot see them. Uh-huh. But, you know, there are the juicy stories. We did have, um, I think it was 2010. We had um, some people observing, and, and there was a, a, an observer. We weren't doing observing yet, but there was an observer from, from each of the two major parties down there, and they were observing the polling place, and they both reported this. In fact, they videotaped it. They had vans. It, they were down in San Ysidro, yeah. so they had vans coming across the border. Everybody jumped out with a vote-by-mail ballot. They went in and submitted it got back in the van, were handed another ballot. Went, they they went like three times to the same polling place. What? Filling it, you know, handing out a new and ballot. And nobody noted. Well, I mean, I guess and then, didn't and then they would go to the next polling place and do the same thing. Wow. Okay, and these people were coming across the border doing this. So that's, you know, that's pretty scary. So these, both of them, you know, from both parties said, this is wrong. They videotaped yeah. it. They turned it into uh, the DA of mm-hmm. the county. The, the DA of the county sent it to the uh, fraud division of the Secretary of State. You might be interested to know how many people are members of the fraud division in the state of California. How many? Mm-hmm. Biggest state in the nation, right? Yeah. How many people do we have in the fraud division? One. No. Okay. Jeez. And so, <laughs> so these... <laughs> That's insane. These people then followed up and said, hey, you know, whatever happened to that... And all along the way, oh, we don't remember receiving anything like that. Wow. We never saw that. And they were trusting of the system. Of they course. They turned over their originals. The government. They not keep a copy. And so that just got buried. Let's and talk about it then. So who is head of elections, the, elect- the electoral process in the state? The chief elections officer is the secretary of state. And in California, that's Alex Padilla, right? Correct. Okay. So, you know, what is their job? Well, that's a, an interesting question because we went up and met with the previous Secretary of State. We, we didn't actually get to meet with her, but we met with her big staff and her legal team um, because that was our allegation. You are the, you know, you are to make sure that everybody down line follows the yeah. law. And they told us, no, that's not our job. Well, wow. whose job is it then? Well, you know, it's not our job. That's, and, but it says right on your website, you're the chief elections official. So why is it not your job to make sure that every registrar is following election law in holding the elections at the county level? And they were just passing it off. They said, no, it's diffused. It's diffused Uh responsibility. It's all their responsibility. We never send out, you know, mandates. We send out suggestions. And for many years, what they were sending out was a suggestion that was contrary to what the law stated with respect to provisional ballots. Because the provisional ballot law says that you must affirm a legal affirmation that you are a registered voter in that county before you can vote provisionally. But the, the suggestion from the Secretary of State always says, Never turn anybody away. Even if they walk in and announce to you, mm-hmm. I'm illegal yeah. or I'm registered in, a, in you know, X other yeah. or, or I'm a student never, and I live in Kentucky. Yeah. And never I'm... turn them away. Let them vote. We'll okay. sort it out later. later. Yeah. Well, we've seen that sort out process and it's, it's messy. absolutely chaotic. So, yeah. Can you talk to us about the registrar voters then, too, in every county? How do they work and are they under, you know, the, the, the California Sex Secretary of State's uh, jurisdiction? Uh, in loosely, yes, loosely. Mainly, they're responsible to to know what the laws are and try to put together the election process for their own county the best way that they can, um, following the laws as they understand them, um, with very little help from above. And I will tell you that you know they feel adrift. They mm-hmm. really would like some leadership, and and they don't get it 
in, in this state, and, and that's really sad. Some of those registrars are elected by the constituency. The elected people then are accountable to the electorate. The uh, other registrars, such as in my county, uh, are um, hired or appointed by the uh, county manager who who is answerable to the uh, board of supervisors. Okay. So it would be the board of supervisors who determine whether that person keeps the job or not. Um, and, and, and he or she works at the will of, of what the Board of Supervisors decides is right or wrong. Any things, maybe without mentioning any names or anything <laughs> else, any, any, any things you, change the names, whatever. any <laughs> things, you, you know, you've both mentioned either irregularities, you mentioned some of the Secretary of State's, but what about some of the crazy things that the registrar voters can do? And again, you don't have to mention any names or if you don't want to or anything else or just. Well, some of the things we've seen at the polls, Randy, and it's very disturbing, is um, these these polls that have scanners, for example, in in one of the counties, they they had scanners and they were dividing, you know, Republicans and Democrats. It wasn't even a primary, but you can't do that even in a primary. You can't have a line for Republicans and line That's for Democrats. Weird. Line for, no, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah, but they were, and they had both uh, booths assigned. These are the Republican booths. These are the Democrat booths. You know, this is all not okay. No, but they were doing that, and they had scanners assigned. So if I'm going to go in and turn my ballot in, this is. This is a Republican scanner. This is a Democrat scanner. And when they scan the ballot, then it drops into the sealed box from the scanner. Well, they had scanners. Why would you do that? I mean, (laughs) what's the motivation? They had scanners that were shredding the ballot as it went in. And every several ballots, they had to open it up, clean out the the confetti, and they refused (sighs) to stop using that scanner. Wow. And it was just for one of the it, one of the parties. Wow. One of the parties. And then there was and a where can I scan it? Kentucky? No, it was Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Oh, and we're saying, okay. can't we scan it through here? Well, no, you can't because that's the other parties. Yeah. Oh, okay. wow. And then then there were other times where they said, well, the scanner's Sorry. broken. Well, that's not fair. These other voters are getting their vote scanned to make sure it's okay and I don't get mine scanned. Because, no, this one's broken. Well, okay. And, and the big problem there is that in, instead of the scanner sending the ballot down into this sealed box, they were just putting the ballots into open container boxes oh without goodness. any sealing or, or protection. So one of the people said, wait a minute, my ballot's supposed to be scanned before it's turned in. So the poll worker just looked, picked it up, looked at it, and said, okay, I just scanned it and put wow. the ballot in the box. So we have complete disregard, you know, disregard for law, yeah. disregard for election integrity in some places yeah. by some people. That shouldn't happen. So because of the Help America Vote Act, again, and the money that comes to the state through that process, the, the, um, the Secretary of State is supposed to be responsible to make sure that all the poll workers get the best possible training they can get. But every county is responsible for its own training, its own materials. Yeah. Um, in, in San Diego County, when I first started this job, four of the five people work in the, the polling place had to go through the full training. The okay. fifth one, it was optional. Okay. But that was just the clerk, okay? In L.A. County, one person has to go through training. Other counties, 
Nobody has to be trained. Wow. So, you know, there's no consistency. You don't know what you're going to get. The poll workers are there to do the best job they can. For the most part, they believe in the system. They want democracy. Exactly. You know, most of them are not there to manipulate. And it's a hard job. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. It's at least 13 (laughs) hours. Oh, yeah. You're not getting paid, right? You do get paid. Oh, you do? You get it. Tiny, tiny stipend. Yeah, okay, not worth it. <laughs> let's, yeah, let's and, talk about that. So it's yeah. very, it's very difficult yeah. job, and yet they're having to do it the best they can with no yeah. guidance, with poor training or no yeah, training. No training. Yeah. And so they're doing things at the polls that that they've just had to do because it makes it work. Yeah. But actually, they don't know is actually jeopardizing the integrity of the election wow. as a result of these decisions that they've made. Yeah. Let's talk about the registrar of voters and 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 you know who, you know. Who normally works there? I know we've, as you said, so so we have people who work at the Registrar of Voters who 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 uh, you know uh, con- you know who, who operate the process. Who, when the votes come in, they count the votes and then they tally them. And if there are any contested elections, they then go through that process. But so the people working in the field, though, are they pretty much Registrar of Voters uh, workers plus consultants who are who are poll workers? I, I, I mean, you people who just work right? for. For the election? Well, the poll workers themselves are, are volunteers, okay. citizens, for the most part. There are some counties, though, where their A-team are county workers. Okay. Sorry, just paused oh. it really quick. It's okay. Come on. Your memory's full. I know. Here, can you switch to your phone? That I apologize. So I just so ran out of memory. Okay, all of the poll workers... Are volunteers. Okay. Except in some counties where they're A team, they, they go to the county workers first. Okay. And sometimes they'll reject citizens who want to be in the process. And, and the citizens should be first. Yeah. But sometimes they'll go, no, 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 we've got it covered with the county workers. Yeah. Kind of so so can, can somebody be a poll worker if they're undocumented or illegal? Well, again, <laughs> it's all word of honor. Yeah. So, no, the law says you have to be, what well, the law now says you can be either a citizen or a legal resident who is a citizen in every way except at having actually gone through the process of getting a citizenship. So they do allow non-citizens to break polls. But now what that did is make it possible for anybody to say, yeah, I qualify. Yeah. The other thing as a poll worker, you have to be uh, fluent and literate in English. And yet we have gone to polls where there is not a single poll yeah. there that can help an English only. Let's talk about other languages individual. then wow. too. So, our, you know, what languages do, you know, and what's what's the rule for ballots being in certain languages? I, I could say when I was a Democrat, I was once up in, uh, in Harlem in, okay. in New York City, 1992. Uh, every, you know, I was a Democrat. Everybody thought I was a Republican at that time. Uh, and you know, I, I was the only guy who looked like me, honestly, up there. And all the ballots were in Spanish. Why are you in Harlem? Uh, that's where they placed me. So, oh. so I, all the ballots were in Spanish, and the people in Harlem didn't speak Spanish at that time. What? So it was like our guys couldn't vote. So, but but so so that just shows you how crazy this can be sometimes. But but so, what's the current requirement in California for for languages? You know, for languages of well, and reworking yeah. the ballot box. I'm in, sorry, in yeah. California wow. and in and in every state, um, the law should be that ballots are in English. Yeah. Okay, but then the federal law that was passed, 1994, the NBRA mandates certain uh, areas have 
second language ballots. Okay, so the so the federal uh, department tells each registrar election by election this these are the precincts where you have to provide a ballot in Spanish or a ballot in whatever language mm-hmm. it is. And the, the rule of thumb is if there are 3% or more of individuals in that precinct whose primary language is the same language other than English, then, then they have to provide ballots in that language. Okay. okay. Um, the, federal, uh, the federal department determines how many languages each county has to serve. San Diego County has to serve five languages. L.A. County has to serve. Oh, my God. 80 or more. I mean, they have to serve a lot of languages. They also have to have um, every effort possible in those precincts, especially if they can't get the ballots in that language. Mm -hmm. They have to do the best to get a bilingual poll worker, you know, to help them out with that. And so they allow students now, 16, 17-year-old students to work. And primarily, they are either in the tech position because they're going to be the best at the tech or they are in the in the uh, interpreter's position. Oh, wow. Okay, and so, but we have machines, and those machines are programmable nice. in every language that the easier. county services. So if you need a foreign language ballot and they don't have it, and they also have to have facsimile ballots mm-hmm. in these other languages too. So I mean, there's so, so multiple many. ways yeah. of helping people who need a, a language ballot other than English. We can talk about so so many things, you know, that's 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 right and wrong with that. And I know we bend over backwards. But, you know, you know look, and this is, this is my own personal opinion on this one. You know, frankly, if you're voting in an election and you're going to live here eventually, you know, you're going to live here, you, you should pretty much do it in English. But that's just me talking. Maybe that's old-fashioned. But, for example, I mean, I, like, as I've said before, I've, I've studied Mandarin for a very long time. I speak it, no, as my dad says, no, you're not fluent. Um, I'm probably about 60 to 70% fluent. And I have to say there are a lot of people that come here. They're learning English. And it's hard. It's hard to learn another language. Right. If you're going to reside here, I, I do think it, it's not a bad idea to have ballots. But I would say, Harriet, that, that doesn't that shouldn't have to be the ballot. Yeah, I would say that those people, and and a, as a person yeah. who, who's trilingual here, Ooh. Um, oh Spanish, duh, yeah, you were a Spanish yeah. teacher. You have to you have to have a different level. I mean, conversational yeah. language is not the language you need to process. To vote, yeah. So the materials you get to help you decide yeah. how to vote. Maybe should be in your language. Okay, but the ballot itself. No, you're right. And those communities usually band together, and maybe those communities could help provide mm-hmm. that information in the language so that you could process at the higher level yeah. of thinking. But when it comes to just marking the ballot, no, I mean, it, there's no yeah, reason right. to no, spend, right. and it's so much money we no, spend right. to provide second language ballots that really aren't necessary if you've provided the, the voting material. No, you should be able to know the name of the action. I, I do agree. One of my problems is like when you go into a Chinese restaurant, and part of the menus in English and part of the menus in Chinese. It just looks like there's better food in the Chinese part and it's cheaper. So one of my fears <laughs> oh my is God. that when something is in the other language, it's always just, you know, it's just in a, there's always something on there, you know, it shouldn't be. But, but you know, one of the issues I think, uh, I mean, with these poll watch, with these poll workers in a different language, how, how do we know what they're saying? We don't. And, and how do you know they're they're not saying vote for this guy? Then? We right. would like to we would like to have more of our observers, you yeah. know, come forward from those communities that yeah. speak these other languages, so that they like watch jurors. Yeah. For yeah. example, we did observe a, a an election. It was a special election in the San Gabriel Valley, and um, they are all Chinese speaking, mm-hmm. and we had Chinese speaking. Uh, 
poll observers in okay. every single poll for yeah. that election. And what was happening is that the voters were not being allowed to retire and mark their ballot by themselves. Every voter was accompanied by a poll worker who told them where they had to put the mark. What? Yeah. And they and they said it. And if if they would not do that, then they they were getting verbally threatened, and their families were being threatened. What? And our poll yeah. observers were able to understand what they were saying. <gasps> wow. And they were just being threatened. And the well the. The, the Chinese Communist Party has taken over that area, and this is they had infiltrated the polls, and that's what was happening. They were saying, "No, you're going to vote for our." Where guy. was this? San Gabriel Valley. Wow. In, in LA yeah. County. So, and and that's not the only place it's happening. It's it's heavy happening mm-hmm. in San Francisco. Oh, um, yeah. Know, in areas like that. Yeah. So you know we don't. So we want more poll observers who can understand oh, that, some of yeah, the languages that. that are being spoken. And for sure. Be really great. That's and terrifying. Be nice if you, they can you know, reach. But like if someone them. like me would yeah. go into a Hispanic poll, mm-hmm. that would be the best thing because oh, they would yeah. have no concept that I would know what they no. were saying. I don't look like I speak Spanish. But, yeah, yeah I, I definitely don't look like I speak Chinese. No, so I get it. <laughs> I say, Ruth, we're we're sort of running down here yeah, a little bit, but but you know, but but I, and, you know, I do think though, you know, what would you like to tell the audience about? Uh, like I say, you know, what motivates you? What do you think, you know, if, if Governor Gavin Newsom or, or Secretary of State Alex Padilla is listening here, what, what would you say to them? I, I, mean, I mean, how do we need to fix this mess right now? Well, this country is the greatest experiment that's ever happened on the face of the earth, people to, to self-determine. Yeah. And when you throw a, a monkey wrench into those spokes and you don't let us self-determine, now you're getting right back to where you have civil unrest and, mm-hmm. you know, things happen. And people are reaching a very high level of anxiety and frustration. Oh, now. yeah. <laughs> and in, in some cases, they just stop participating. Mm-hmm. And they go, forget it. My vote's not going to count anyway, yep. which is oh, incredibly wow. sad when that happens. And then you've got people saying, oh, no, we have to get 80%, 90%. We have to get 99% of people casting votes. And numerically, and that was another problem with the, the, the voter rolls that are messed up. If you've got all those people in the voter rolls that aren't going to show up because they don't exist anymore for some reason, now... The statistics of voter turnout are low then, right? Yeah. Whereas if you had clean voter rolls, your statistics would be much better. Oh, and you would energize people. They wouldn't feel so discouraged. And, you know, so there's a really good reason there alone to have the, have the good voter rolls. But when people get discouraged and say, I'm not going to vote, and then eventually it goes to something more. And then yeah. it goes to anger. And it goes to all these things that we don't want in, in this country. Mm-hmm. We want to be civilized. We want to accept everyone's opinion. And then... And then the one thing that we have to accept is in a democratic process, we select our laws and we select our, uh, our, our governors. And whoever wins, if that doesn't happen to be somebody you were happy with, we, we have to say, okay, we'll go with that. Yeah. Because four years from now, two years from now, or six years from now, I get to try to get my own person in, right? Mm-hmm. We've reached a point now where we're not doing that in this country. We're, we're getting angry because our guy didn't win. Yeah. And then we're starting to do things that are, are eroding the whole system and we lose the whole idea of a representative uh, republic. That's what do you think sad. about this, you know, look, and, and, you know, left and right. Left is saying, you know, any movements to do voter integrity is suppression, voter suppression. Right is saying, no, it's voter integrity. And if you, you know, there are certain people who should be voting in the United States of America. So so how do you counter that, that suppression argument, which, I, I, I mean... I just don't see how you can even say suppression because the voting numbers have gone up over the years. I, I mean, what's your 
How do you counter that? You what have you to say? stop being afraid to be accused of voter suppression or racism or whatever it is, because those words have a lot of power. And the minute that someone receives that accusation, they've been backing down. Oh, okay. You know, and that's not the my dad. No, <laughs> they don't have Randy Burroughs. You have to say, no, Yeah. you know, I'm not trying to suppress people who have a legitimate right to yeah. vote. I'm happy to give them every possibility of doing it. Take them to the I just polls, want, yeah. I, I don't want the gate open so wide that everybody else gets in, you know, at the same time. The, and who's there not, are ways not to eligible, do that. Who's not eligible to vote and is not entitled to yeah, vote. Yeah, there are absolutely ways to make sure that every single person who's entitled to vote and wants to vote gets to vote without impediment. And at the same time, making sure that those who should not vote, you know, wait their turn and go mm-hmm. through the process and, and legalize themselves first. There are plenty of ways to do that. And, uh, and so to, to say that just because I want things to be legitimate, mm-hmm. I somehow, you know, want to suppress the vote is, is, a, is a ludicrous argument. And what you basically do is just not acknowledge it. You silence people. You I don't mean, acknowledge it. I mean, I mean, a lot of times people are trying to silence people who, who are trying to have election integrity efforts. It, it was like, I know, I know one law, I think that's, I don't know if it's still in, I guess it is, but, but, but you know, it was, it's a law that says that that if you question the the integrity of the process, then you could be prosecuted yourself, which what? is is just totally yeah, crazy. That's a Gavin scary Newsom. Law. Gavin Newsom. Sorry, my friend, that is crazy, and you're not going to get away with it. That is, it, it's you know, and 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 you know, Secretary of State Padilla. I mean, if you back that, shame on you. That is just crazy. Well, and every single legislator who voted for it. Oh, my no, God. Because it's not that just is, all, all the ridiculous. governor did was to put his final signature. Yeah, I mean, he that yeah. came through put the it whole into legislative process. Unbelievable. I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, I didn't. But can I, can I ask a question? Yeah, sure. Just sure. as a Democrat, and this is something, because I always like to, like to ask people who, you know, come on the show kind of this. What would you say? Cause, because I've spoken to a lot of people about this. I said, oh, you know, you're coming on the show. And we're going to talk about this. And what should I ask? And, what you know, as a Democrat, what do you think? And so... There's a large consensus among Democrats in the country that it's kind of such a minimal number of uh, votes coming through that might not be 100 percent that it's not really an issue that they, they're like it's a, it's blown way out of proportion and it's just not an issue and people are just trying to nitpick and there's not really reason to be worried about it. Like, what do you have to say to those people? I say two things. Number one, look at the number of races that are decided by one or two or three votes. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are more than you would imagine because mm-hmm. we are so evenly divided in this country yeah. right now that every single vote matters. Yeah. And when you have elections ele- uh, decided as we had, I think, just two years ago yeah. by a coin toss yeah. after three recounts, then you know that even one illegitimate vote that got in it's there made a decision. It's too many. Mm-hmm. You know, don't say, oh, well, you know, just one drop of arsenic is okay or yeah. three drops of arsenic are yeah. okay. I'll be okay. No, no. it's poison. And yeah. so is any kind of illegitimate vote getting in there. So that's the first thing I would say. The second thing I would say is you're wrong. It's not minuscule. It's not just happening here and there. As we talked about earlier today, most of it is in- invisible and you can't mm-hmm. even know it's happening. But it's we not know even that traceable. It is. It's not traceable. And secondly, there are plenty of examples of ones who have gone to prosecution and have been, um, you know, convicted. And uh, if you want to go to Heritage, they've got a list only of the ones that have been convicted and doing time for this, uh, you know, voter fraud. There's plenty of it out there that you can see. And and so I, you, the, 
I think that that's a mantra that has mm-hmm. been said to people to make them just sort of dismiss yeah. the whole thing. But the mantra is wrong. Because, I mean, this the isn't in the wrong. news. I mean, it is in some no, the news more cover, right? conservative sources. My dad sends me a lot. Um, this is how I learned about all, the, you know, the, the most recent stuff. Um, it's in Breitbart. It's in the LA Times. It's in San Diego News Desk and a couple other sources, but not the, the major publications. You talked to, to me. You talked to me. Aaron and I had a debate about facts. What's Debate's a, fact? a strong word. Uh, <laughs> uh, but facts. What is a fact? Well, go to the Election Integrity Project California website and look at the numbers. Mm-hmm. The numbers in California for certain counties where there are more, you know, more people registered to vote than are eligible to, eligible to, eligible to vote don't lie. Mm-hmm. There have been court cases on this. There, yeah. there has been litigation. Those large numbers don't lie. And, and, you know, but but maybe we sum, sum this up, though. What is the ideal voting system? What should we be shooting for? Or Harrod's generation? I, I mean... Or the Gen Z below well, me, yeah. you know? <laughs> I know everybody yeah. is really enamored of, of technology, but <clears throat> technology is something that... The, the criminals are one step ahead of, you know, <laughs> the people that are trying to make sure that things are safe. Technology is something that I, w- I think uh, relying on it is a little overblown. I mean, it's very helpful and it's nice, but you never want to f- get rid of a paper trail. You don't want to be voting from your computer. Now, we could have a discussion some other time about uh, blockchain, which may be the solution we need. And we could vote online and it's virtually it's secure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's virtually secure and it's coming. It's coming uh, pretty quickly as a potential possibility. Mm-hmm. So maybe at that point, you know, voting from your own computer at home or might your phone safe. might yeah. be safe. But right now, you know, you know how many times your computer crashes oh. or, you, or you get viruses or infected. How many times you yell at your technology? You know that. <laughs> so why forget that all of a sudden when you're going to vote? You go, oh, no, it's perfectly it's fine. Okay. I trust but, those. You know, yeah. uh, I think in-person voting mm-hmm. on paper. Yeah. I mean, really, I know it sounds behind a curtain. School. It sounds old school. You can vote in privacy behind a curtain. Absolutely, and I and, and I, I think no phones. My biggest right? message. My biggest message to people is: don't vote by mail if you have any other choice, mm-hmm. because people who are receiving those vote by mail ballots, they don't have to use them. Mm-mm. Most of them. <laughs> They can go to their own polling place on election day where their name is on the roster. Mm-hmm. They can surrender that ballot, watch it be destroyed in front of their eyes, and they can get a same-day regular poll ballot and vote with a safe ballot. Yeah. They don't have to use that vote-by-mail ballot. No, I agree. And well, I would just encourage you, don't. And the people yeah. in the in the, the Voters' Choice Act uh, counties now where they don't have neighborhood polls, they only have vote centers— Go to that vote center. You've got 11 different days, and you can go in any vote center in your entire county. They will call up your own personal ballot, and you will vote on a safe ballot, and you don't even have to surrender. What do you think about vote vote centers? A lot of people have been asking us about vote centers. And a vote center, Harry, replaces a precinct. I mean, right now, you you go to your school, go to a fire company. I go to the library. You go to the library, (laughs) but but, but what's changing in in, in certain counties and certain areas is— you go to a voting center. Okay. That's yeah, where it's more centralized. If your county is uh-huh. using that system, then there is 11 days before Election Day, You uh, they open uh, 
one vote center for every 60,000 What's the main difference? Voters. So where would this vote center be? Is it like in a business? They usually center hold or? them they usually hold them in, in uh, county or government owned buildings. Oh, okay. So they would be uh, in some schools, some, okay. high, some college or high school campuses, but mostly libraries, yeah. town halls, places like that. Okay. Um, and they they work with the community, at least some elements of the community to determine where's the best location for them, what, you know, because mm-hmm. they have to deal with okay, we have a traffic flow, we need parking, oh, yeah. we need all these things. They have to be open that building has to surrender itself for 11 days yeah it's a a big ask it's a huge ask um but what they do is have one for every every 60,000 voters well that that doesn't necessarily very close to you right yeah hard to get to and then uh three days before election day and on election day, then they have one for every 10,000 voters. So it's a little okay, more convenient. It's definitely more convenient, yeah. for sure. And you can Oops. do a lot of things at that at that vote center. You mm-hmm. can um, turn in your vote by mail ballot if that's what you choose to do. Yeah. Um, but you can also just go in and say, I'm not using my vote by mail. I want to vote in person. You can vote in person. You can um, conditionally register and vote. Um, you may need, if you've destroyed your ballot, you made a mistake, you yeah, can get, a, get you another know, one, replace a ballot. Yeah. So, um, I mean, there's some really good things. I like the flexibility. I like some yeah. of the things about vote centers, but as long as they're tied to every voter on the voter list, getting a vote by mail ballot, they are death because we know the condition the voter rolls are in and every single person on that voter roll is being mailed a ballot. So you've got all these ballots out there with no legitimate person at the other end to have that ballot. And now you've swooped in with the the people who are unscrupulous and are going to collect those ballots and use them because of the ballot harvesting law. It becomes very possible. So if you're talking about the first three things that you would improve, and this is going out to Gavin Newsom and going out to uh, Alex Padilla. So the the top three things that you would improve them. Well, number one, she said, I would eliminate... um, the permanent vote by mail system, I would go back to absentee ballots for which you need to qualify, yeah. which is what it was up until 1998 in this state, which is still is in other states. Mm-hmm. Um, so that you let people know that their voting is precious and if they can possibly do it, they need to do it. But those who can't do it still have an avenue that they can use to vote. Okay, number two. So, number two. <laughs> really? <laughs> Asking a lot here. I'm sorry. <laughs> Demand voter ID. Mm-hmm. When you vote, a a photo government issued ID that you have, you know, like a real ID where you've actually proven who you are and before you get okay. it. Number three. Number three. Huh. Um, I'm kind of vacillating. At registration, prove you're a citizen. Yeah. Prove you're a citizen at the minute you register. Before you can register, you have to prove that you're a citizen. And each of these would probably take you less than 10 seconds of right? action. And, and so, and well, it, some people might have a hard time yeah. finding their birth certificate or finding To be it. fair, yeah. But my, you know, but you, you, no idea. <laughs> you need all that stuff to uh, to get a real ID now. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. you're going to have to give me my birth We're certificate. We're going to be doing it anyway. No, <laughs> we're holding on to your birth certificate. She was born in the UK, so we don't know her status yet. Yes. Oh, shh. Yeah, no, so, but anyway. But, well, Ruth, Thank you last so thing much. here, though. Yeah. Any, if anybody has any questions out Where there can we find or, or, or anybody wants to challenge anything in California or any other state, where can we find you? What can, you know, what's the, uh, uh, what's, the, what's Instagram, the, Facebook, Twitter, website? We have, we have a, a Twitter uh, account. We have a Facebook page. I'm sorry. I don't know the. It's okay. Whatever's. I will add um, it down in the description. We have a website. It's www.eip-com 
ca.com. And you can go in there and leave us a message, ask a question, we will respond to you. You can do it to a certain individual or just put it out there in the universe. We'll get back to you. Awesome. If you want to volunteer to help us, same way. Go to the website, say, hey, I live in XYZ mm-hmm. place. You know, hook me up with a team. We need people at all levels. We need observers. We need people who coordinate uh, observing teams within their own communities. We need we need anybody who wants to be part of a, of a really a revolution to try to restore and then maintain uh, integrity in the electoral process in California. I and I can that. say I've, I've been working with uh, Ruth and Linda and the People at Election Integrity Project California <laughs> since 2014. I've been a poll watcher. I've been uh, a poll lurker. I've been uh, I've been the a lawyer in charge of the of the county and the like, and contacting judges and and election officials. And you know, He's a busy guy. <laughs> but you know what? Go out to the polls, see how the process is. Go out. I mean, this is democracy. Democracy is not for somebody else to take in their hands. It's for you and us to take in our hands. It's and up the, to us in the long run. Yeah, and demand to vote in privacy, as you said, yeah. because we have way too much communal stuff mm-hmm. going on now in the polls and people are able to be intimidated and you don't even know who's being intimidated because no one's protecting the privacy of the voter right. anymore. No, I agree. And it's the law open. protects it, but nobody's implementing that law. That means nothing unless it's actually enacted, yeah. you know? But just, just have the respect for the privilege you have of voting. Yes, have the respect that, that. that's deserved. No, yeah. completely agree. Ruth, thank, thank you, you again. Thank you so much thank for you. being here. It's I really fun. appreciate it. Seriously, this was super eye-opening. I definitely learned tons. So good, good. I really appreciate it. And I don't think people really understand how complicated. I mean, they probably have no idea how co- intricate each of these you know, yeah. processes it's incredible. is yeah. in terms of. Um, and as I say, we have just touched the service. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I know. I, I feel like we should do a whole episode that's just a confessional crazy stuff you've seen in voting polls, right? (laughs) But we could, but thank you so much. Well, you know, we we really should maybe revisit and talk about the whole DMV situation. Yes, we definitely will. Part two. No, we're we're going to deep dive into that. um, Yeah, it's bad. Here, I'll I'll let you have this. I printed out. No, for sure. Thank you so much. email. Oh, perfect. What what they did is is they identified um, swing counties. Okay. Which are district, congressional districts. Okay. That's where... The vote could go either way. Mm-hmm. It's not secure for either party. And then they just determined the number of people who've been changed by the DMV out of their party in a presidential primary. And the, the basic thing is, mostly it doesn't matter for yeah. heaven's sake. You know, uh, it, it'll only matter to the Republicans, basically. If they're not registered Republican, they'll be aced out of vote. But they have a sitting president right now. It's not, yeah, it's not, not going to affect them currently. It's not an issue right now no. in this election. But what it happens is a lot of those people we've seen it happen, if they don't get the ballot they want, they walk away, which affects all the oh down gosh, ballot yeah. because they're not putting in their vote for yeah. all the things, that, all the other that, things. Managed, yeah. that they have yeah. to do locally. So it that's voter suppression. Okay. Yeah. If you want to talk about voter suppression, you talk about the top two jungle primary mm-hmm. that we have and you talk about the the fact that that the, the voter database is, is flipping people from one party to the next yeah, wow we, we can also talk at some, at some yeah we'll do a part two and you will see our primary. you will see here Ellen says um, 54,000 of the ones that were flipped were Republicans and 62,000 were Democrats yeah. who were moved out of their party and into a no party preference 
That's crazy. So it's not like any, because see what I had seen from, for example, um, San Diego news desk and I, I'll quote it down below. They had said primarily it was just Republicans that were being shown, but no. So yeah. it looks like here it's both. It's both. And it's not as devastating to Democrats simply because the Democrat party has an open primary, which yeah. means you can cross over. Both yeah, exactly. Way. So unless you really have a desire to vote for central committee, yeah. it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. But with Republicans, it's devastating. Oh yeah, of course. Because they're being disenfranchised. Yeah, definitely. No, well, thank you so much. So I'm going to include this and maybe link to it, if that's okay, um, in, in the episode description. Yeah, just, yeah, just with all the numbers and facts. that's some of the stuff I was going to cover. No, for sure, of course.